Decaholics. Good afternoon. Good evening. Probably good evening because this is this is a little later on in the recording of the day. Uh, wonderful, wonderful chain of events that have have happened over the course of the last 24 hours for me that just uh, delayed my process of things. First things, 21st of May. This is episode 89 of the Deacon and Co Show. I'm Deacon, and we're all gonna jump in the fire today because I have nothing written down. I have nothing to talk about on scheduled topics. So this is just going on a freestyle, uh, getting you guys ready for what, in my opinion, is going to be the best episode of the Deacon and Co. shows thus far. Um, I've given you guys many, many different topics about the band known as Metallica. And uh, next week, with the assistance of the doctor, Brad Campbell, we will conclude our four-part series, which really will be six, <laughs> but four parts on each of the big four metal bands, okay? Uh, started off with Megadeth, went to Slayer, went to Anthrax, and gave you the comparisons in each episode to show you where the influence was, and I, I really don't care who you are and what kind of music you listen to. You gotta recognize when these bands are headlined as the big four because it's for a reason. These are the best of the best. Metallica being number one out of the four, obviously. So next week will be episode 90. Just in time for the two big shows. Friday night, Bottle Rock in Napa. Can't wait. And Sunday, Harvard, Boston calling. Gonna be fucking epic. Um, can't wait for both of those. Uh, the scenario here of the significance of the episode is basically the complete breakdown of the band. And doing this was so much fun. And I can only wait until I speak with the doctor next week and we conclude it because this is the reason why I started the show. And next year will uh, next week's episode will be the anniversary episode. So two years, happy birthday to the Deacon and Co. show. Thank you guys. The original first episode aired on the 30th of May, two years ago, 2020. So thank you all again for listening and supporting over the course of these two years and only more bigger and better things to come from the Deacon and Co. show. I do promise you that. And I hope that you guys enjoy listening each week. Um, the rants, the raves, uh, doing it for the fans to make you guys laugh on part of it. But I have, I have something that I did want to speak about, even though it wasn't a topic. Um, those who follow Deacon and Co. show and my personal page on Twitter uh, have already seen me express some frustration about this scenario. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. But yeah, I mean, we're closing in on, on 100 episodes. Yeah, obviously, everyone knows that I've, I've done close to 200 episodes, all right? Uh, between the touchdown reports, each of these little um, breakdowns of the round by round for the playoffs and the things that I care about and enjoy that also we share in common because what other reason are you listening to this show if you don't like music and sports? 
You know, and, and again, you hear it in the commercial every week, which we got I got to update the commercial. It's been a while since I did that, but I, I like the way it always flows in. Uh, but the, the bottom line comes down to is that I have a passion in life for sports and music. I can't live my life without these things in my life. So when I pinpoint things down, it's very easy for me to pinpoint the things that I like and how strongly I feel about certain things. So when it comes to the band, again, I come on air each week and tell you how great the band is or whatnot. You, you can't just go by what one person says. Go by the millions and millions of fans that are telling you the same thing. The reason why they're still out there 41 years later, and, and I'm telling you that on certain points, I feel like they sound better than they, now than they did earlier in the career, especially James's vocals, how he's grown as an artist um, and an excellent front man. Um, you you got to respect it. And breaking the records and doing this each year and each concert and whatnot, I mean, it, it really is something else to see this going down and happening uh really excited with everything that has happened deke talica um it's just the fans and everybody that have listens and supports this show has given me enough confidence not that i didn't have it already but enough confidence to take not only my fanhood to the next level but to share the memories and experiences of the band with other fans and each person that comes on tells you guys what that band means to them and if anybody ever questioned anything of mine uh statements or anything deaconacoshow@gmail.com, please we will address it right away but being a fan all right as i mentioned many many times is work so it is not easy okay to keep up with everything especially too like if it was just metallica it would be a different scenario but it's not just metallica it's four teams that probably play and perform more than metallica does in a year having to memorize everything that goes not even so much memorize is just stay up and know what you're doing and even when your team's not there for instance like the basketball now, you got to recognize what you're doing when you're um, coming on, running a show, telling people what to place wagers on, and wagering yourself as well, you know, and it's one of those um, great things in life that the things that used to be banned and stuff are becoming legal, but as I said this to a... Um, big fan of the Deacon and Co show uh, the other day I said to him I said I don't, I don't want to sound like an asshole when I say this but I really used to love calling my bookie I don't need to see what you want to put as a live bet after every fucking pitch of a baseball game because I don't want to watch baseball as it is so now you're doing that to me if you're a gambler and gamblers know okay correct me if I'm wrong here all right you're not doing that fucking live bet shit. Your, your bet's already in. You live and die by the bet that you place. Very rarely will I ever turn around and place a live bet or do any of that stuff, uh, with the exception of football. If I see a game is an over 41 
and the, the fucking halftime score is 31-3, yeah, I'm going to take the over on that and place whatever the live bet is over on there. So that's the scenario. Not after every single pitch, like, oh, the odds of this guy winning are now plus 900. Well, a couple uh, weeks back ago, all right, if you, if you were to do something like that, okay, I'm going to tell you the benefit side of it now is that the Mets happen to be playing in Philly. Bet fans remember this game really well. All right, Mets were down X amount of runs going into the bottom of the ninth inning. I believe it was eight runs, okay, or seven runs, one of them, okay, uh, top of the ninth inning in Philly, in Philly, okay. So now it was like plus 3,800 for the Mets to come back and win this game. You put $5 on that fucking bet. I mean, you're walking away with eight or 900 bucks there. You put the full 100 down. You just won 3800 bucks because the Mets came back and won that game, scoring eight or eight or seven or eight runs in the top of the ninth inning to win the game. Uh, really, uh, on no bullshit. So, got to be careful on that aspect of what you want to do as a gambler and being safe on making the wages and stuff like that. A lot of these things are trap bets. A lot, and I'm going to tell you guys because, again, I'm a professional. I've been doing this since I'm five years old. When you see the difference of um, every single change after every odds or whatever you want to call it, um, the, obviously it changes. But when you see different fluctuating things that happen, you know, for instance, teams turn around, they go up, like let's just say 3-1 in a hockey game or 4-1 after two periods. That team is heavily favored, okay, to win that game. So you put a live bet in for, let's just say, uh, minus $900 for that team to win that game because that's what the amount they feel if um, the, the wagering on the favorite of being up three goals in the third period, especially if you're at home or whatever the scenario is. So now you're laying 900 bucks to win 100 bucks back if you feel that team is going to you know, win the game. It's not worth it to anyone's eyes it's not worth it to lay that kind of money if they lose like if they were the Phillies and they lost that game you just lost 900 bucks yeah no joke so stay away from that stuff if you want my opinion all right um quick sports update for you guys here all right uh they turn around and got uh only two games going on today all right uh in the playoffs for both basketball and hockey First one being a Game 3 scenario, series tied 1-1. Going into the Boston Garden, the Miami Heat are playing the Boston Celtics. So that should be interesting. Um, last game, if, if you guys are seeing a pattern of what's going on, all right? Um, just, just from the uh, common sense factor here, okay? Uh, the teams that are winning Game 1... The other team that is the away team uh, in basketball scenario took the game too. Uh, even last night, watching the um, Dallas-Golden State game, Dallas was up by a good 18 or 15 points, and uh, they lost that one. Golden State came back and covered the spread. So it was you know, um, a, a good scenario to see that because, I, I said, like I said to you guys, I like the Warriors in the heat there. So like the heat in that tonight to see. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Boston got one. Uh, you know, took the series lead 2-1 going into game uh, uh, four. But that would be better scenario for Boston, obviously, because 
having both of these two games at home, you know, you really could do some damage if you could pick up a win on there. But I, I chances are, um, I think they're going to split. Uh, told you it was going to be a seven-game series. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, other game going on in the NHL, St. Louis Blues are hosting Game 3, 1-1 in that series, the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, the... St. Louis Blues here, man, really impressive last game, uh, really impressive game one that they that they lost, and they should have won that game one, but uh, definitely going to be um, a great, great series still, so lots and lots of time left on there, uh, obviously with game three tonight. Got some uh, more action and stuff for you guys tomorrow with the playoffs, uh, obviously it's only going to be the other basketball game and then some hockey games tomorrow. So now... Bringing in, staying on to the, the topic of, of hockey. Uh, the other day, I went on, I believe it was uh, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. So, after the Rangers, who are down 0-2 now in the series, losing uh, the two games that they played the best in, they ended up losing it, okay? So, I went on, I had to go on uh, the radio, two different stations in New York. And this is what I'm talking about with Decaholics, who will follow me on the Twitter they know I already expressed the upsetment about this. But I really have something I wanted to say to, to Ranger fans, okay? Or or just, um, I guess, haters, closet fans, whatever you want to call it. 75% of Ranger fans rode them off after being down 3-1, okay? That same 75 who then jumped on board, okay, then turned around and also rode them off for this Carolina series. Why are you going on air on a New York radio station saying how you should not watch the Rangers anymore and that they are done? There are people, millions of people, okay, who rely on sports and music to get through their fucking days and you have the audacity to go on a New York radio station for a New York fucking team and say that the Rangers are done? It's a seven-game series for a reason, okay? Carolina has not won a fucking road game yet. So going on the, uh, the NHL report for this round, all the Rangers had to do was find a way to win one game in Carolina. Win the three home games at the Garden, but you have to win one game in Carolina. That's it. Play the same style of hockey that they've been playing. The Rangers drew the first two periods of game one, did basically what Phil Jackson did for Michael Jordan and for Shaq, and giving him the triangle offense. So what the Rangers did was they had the triangle defense. They had two defensemen back in front of Shesterkin, and they had one guy up front with the other two guys pressing on the four check. It was a great idea. Because Carolina could not get through the fucking zone. They could not generate a shot. They had six shots on goal through two periods of game one. And the Rangers collapsed in the final period with two minutes left. And the Rangers tipped their own goal in, scoring on their self to lose game one in overtime. And you can't ask this team to perform any better... Because it's not possible. They played a flawless game with the exception of the goals. And you may think like, oh, that's got to be an oxymoron there. Maybe it is. But they did everything right. 
the fundamentals, the shorthanded chances, the shots on goal, they held Carolina. And if this game was where both of them were at Madison Square Garden, we would at least come away with one victory out of the two. Tough to win on the road. Rangers are road warriors. And I'm not worried. I'm not worried. This team's got a good core. This team's got a good coach. And they got an amazing goalie who's in the running for the Hart Trophy, which is MVP of the league. So I think it's a little fucked up that they turn around and they do the MVP and they do the um, the voting um, based upon the playoffs. Uh, well, not really so much based upon the playoffs. What you've done in the season is where your MVP should say. But let's just say that the Rangers do get knocked out this round. Does that eliminate Igor from winning the Hart Trophy? Because two of the other guys that are also nominated advance to the third round? That should not be fair. It should be, let's take away Michael Jordan from those six championships that he won with the Bulls. And I keep making the comparison because there's nobody better than Jordan in any sport. You're not getting six championships without Michael Jordan. So... Igor, one win away, uh, the Rangers were one win away from breaking the franchise record for most wins of the season. They had 52 wins this year. Take Igor out of the games that he played and won. You're not, you're not even close to getting to the playoffs. I don't know, and I can't speak on what the backup would have done because nobody would know. Nobody knows. Nobody can say, okay, the backup's going to come in because he can be a starter, Gorgiev, on another team. Um, but you don't know. You, you're predicting something that you just don't know because it didn't happen. And who's to say that it would have worked out in a favorable way for the Rangers? Who knows or whatever. So I went on these two radio stations full circle here, and I, I gave him a piece of my mind. And it really upset me. So I just want to take a second here, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody, I want to say to all the haters and all the Ranger fans that just dump them down the fucking drain, go fuck yourselves. You should not watch a game again. You should fucking never turn your back on a team, especially one that if you're if you're a fan or a decent-sized fan, you're going to games and you're spending money, okay, or and you're watching, you know, maybe not everybody watches all 82 games like I do, but if you're a decent-sized fan, you're watching at least 70 games out of the 82. I mean, depending on what your schedule is, okay? You really, really shouldn't say anything until it's done. Nobody knows, you know, what happens until it's done, okay? When you get down on a seven-game series, and I came out last round, and I got to tell you, I'm not happy being down 0-2, but I'm not, I'm not worried yet. And even if we did get knocked out, or we do get knocked out, it's only a process of learning and gaining experience for the young guys who are making their first appearances. But I want to tell you that this is a team that looked like night and day from round one to round two. And if anybody thinks just because they have two losses, that means that they're done and that they're not playing uh, up to par, well, they're playing better than round one. And they know what's at stake here. So does everybody else. And this is going to be a good remainder of the series. All of these matchups, as I mentioned, have great significance and they are good matchups they are really these are the best teams okay i can attest here 
Uh, maybe, you know, with the exception of Florida, because I think Florida is overrated, even though they won, you know, the uh, best in the East. Uh, Tampa's up 2 nothing on them. Going back to Tampa, good luck. Good luck. You know, that is a team that will not give up either, but it's very difficult for a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Can't see them losing two games at home, back-to-back -back there. So... We're going to see how that pans out as well. But the situation that I have to go on a New York radio station and bitch people out because they're fucking turning around and jumping ship or whatever the scenario is, it's, un it's unacceptable. Um, maybe, maybe I'm a different kind of fan. Maybe I'm upset about this for a different reason, um, but I don't think so. Uh, I, I get it that not everyone has their four teams tattooed on them like I do. I, I get it. And maybe a little more so with the Rangers because I have two Ranger tattoos uh, instead of one. Rangers, I don't have any favoritism toward any teams. Okay, I've, I've, I, I mean, I, I, sometimes I, I find myself getting more upset and frustrated when the Chargers lose than anybody else. But I don't have favoritism when it comes to the teams. Um, the Rangers are just my only connection to New York. And I feel that they need support rather than have people go on. Because you've got to think, you're listening. As a, as a player, uh, as a coach, you're listening to the, the, the New York media. And you're listening to all the comments and how tough it is to play in New York. If you're a New York writer for any of these magazines or a talk show host, which, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm a talk show host too. I bring the facts and I give you the shit that you guys need to know when it comes to these matchups and these sports and stuff. And for the people that don't understand it, I take the time to break it down. So now if you're telling me that an analyst should go on and not look at the significance of what has been done from the changes and adjustments from round one to round two, I think you're in the wrong field. And I let them know. So um, WFAN, New York, and Q1043 Radio. You go on uh, iHeartRadio app. You can check out the segments. It's, I was in a 6 o'clock hour on uh, Thursday, uh, the 19th of May just recently and you'll be able to listen to that audio and you guys can listen and hear as I went on there and as I said um, what I said about it and you know for, for people that don't know me game days and playoff games especially too um, I don't eat I get, I get really really quiet I get really really sick to my stomach because I'm a fan and maybe it's not normal Maybe it's not normal being that caliber or level of a fan, but it does affect me, okay? And for this all to happen, uh, the way that it has happened the last two rounds with this team, uh, I really hope that they win the fucking Stanley Cup this year just so they can shut everybody up. And not even for my own selfish personal pleasures that I want this fucking cup, but it's, it's just it's annoying. Okay, for somebody, as I just mentioned, who runs their own talk show, all right, that's essentially what a podcast is, right? It's really upsetting and really disgusting that Ranger fans and hosts of these New York-based shows are going on there and doing the things that I do. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, 
Um, you'll hear it if you take a listen to the iHeartRadio um, app and program there. But basically just uh, rampage about that because it really bothered me. So thank you guys for all listening. DeaconandCoShow at gmail.com if you feel that I was out of line with what I said on the radio. And uh, just so everybody knows, they did air it live. I did hear it on the radio. So um, it was a good situation for me to get through. And uh, what are the odds of me getting through? So I was hung up on about 10 times, called back, and I, I got through on both. But the, the thing is, is that it's not only being enough to play in New York and deal with the media. It's the pressure from everybody else. An original six team, this is the high market. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth. No matter what the Yankees and the Mets are doing right now, the Rangers are the only shot that New York's got of getting a championship uh, for the next two or three years. Uh, every year, there's always a runner-up, uh, runner-ahead, big, big, big sprinter. We all know is a marathon when it comes to baseball. So, as I mentioned earlier, I don't in prior episodes, I don't see the Mets and the Yankees winning a championship this year. They're on the right paths, uh, especially the Mets, but not not going to happen this year. And too many obstacles that they're going to have to overcome. To just that's just the bottom line. Uh, Yankees, they're there every year. Win a wild card game, they get knocked out. I don't know what else to say. You got the, the Yankees are like the Cowboys and the Lakers and the Celtics and um, I guess you could say the Canadiens if you want to go that way and and uh, we'll use the Niners, Steelers, we could throw them in there too but franchises that have the money that are expected to win each year and they don't and I laugh at it because you could have the highest paid roster and it doesn't matter Billy Bean showed us that in Moneyball so for anyone to turn around and not understand the significance of what had occurred over the course of time, it's really right there in front of you for you to go back and look at. Historically, these years of X, Y, and Z of paying all this money, the Yankees should have the best lineup in baseball. They should have the best everything because they are the Yankees. They won the most. Nobody, If somebody won for the next 10 years, they still wouldn't have as many as the Yankees do. So... They should be winning every year, I think. And realistically, we all know that they can't win every year. But it is what it is. Uh, another, another thing I wanted to uh, mention, too, is that we can't have the Celtics getting to uh, 18 before we do. So we're saying we're in a lock with them for 17 most championships in National Basketball Association history. So to turn around and uh, not saying we need Miami to win this game would be an understatement, but moving forward with that, uh, check out the games. Let me know what your input is and the feedback on the uh, radio scenarios here. So, as I mentioned, we are sitting a week away, just about, from uh, some shows. Going to be exciting to see Matt. Uh, don't really know what I'm going to expect out of this. I mean, I know what songs you know are projected to play, and you know we'll always play our fun game of of guessing. But uh, I, I'm 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 hoping, hoping, hoping that I'm going to get some surprises in there, and I really look forward. I haven't seen the guys since February, so it's going to be good. I know it sounds sounds like so long ago, but yeah, it's it's uh, something else here. Going to these uh, concerts and. Going uh, with the different venues, crowds, and people, and just, uh, you know, you, you gotta you gotta respect the passion and fanhood, and that's, you know, 
I love seeing it. I really do. And when it comes to these shows, you know, we all have to, you know, have something in life, right? So you go to a concert, everybody wants to rock out, do whatever. What's the reason you go to a concert, right? Because you, you want to be entertained as well. Well, I guess not so much for, for Metallica fans, because we, we are obviously going to get entertained. But it's going through a particular set list, and, and not so much as it used to be, because it's pretty much, you know, very rare that you don't hear the usuals. So one or two changes per set list. So having the different experience of going through a set list and then turning around and being in a different venue with different crowds and different people, it's all what the experience is about. So I definitely highly recommend that you guys get to see a Metallica show soon, ASAP. Um, I think that when it comes to Metallica, that they can't stop performing unless something physically happens to them because there is no more like bands that are coming out and as I always say this you you know that this is true I'm not gonna have hundreds of people come on the show and and bribe them and pay them to tell them to tell you guys that Metallica is the best they are is no fucking is no way that you can argue with this so Definitely get a chance to see them. A, a lot of cool things coming up, too, for people uh, with, you know, concert season coming up and stuff, too. COVID on the rise. Just make sure everybody, please, that you stay safe when you do this, all right? Um, I'm going to go at this point. i uh, got everything that I wanted to come across for today. The big episode is next week. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you guys follow me on the Mages of Social, Deacon & Co. Show, Instagram and Twitter, please. DeaconAndCoShow at gmail.com if you want to leave a line. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'll be back with you next week, Doctor and the Deacon, talking some hard fucking rock. Uh, but for now, Deacon is out.